Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, will Trump dump Mo? Also, there are new polls out. Who's up? Who's down? And the legislature goes on spring break. They need it. Hope y'all have fun, kids. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to The Voice of Alabama Politics where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, Angie Horn, political consultant to the GOP and strategist extraordinaire. Should we say that? Yes, yes we, we can. And like Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR and all around great guy. Welcome. Hey, okay, I'll take it. I mean, I would like extraordinary, but it's okay. You know what? You, you get what you take. That's mine. That's yeah. mine. Well, I gave it to Angie this week. I'm a little bit limited in vocabulary. I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey, everybody. From around the legislature. <laughs> hey, you know, I, the session is nearing the end, thank God. I just don't think these guys are having any fun, Angie. I mean, you're down there. I mean, there's there's no laugh riot. There's no comedy. There's no... They're just not feeling it. It's just all serious. Well, you know, I think government's supposed to be serious, but you're right. The the levity that you usually have at certain times during legislative sessions just hasn't been there. And it, it has been a grind, that is for sure. So with a few legislative yeah. days left, I think everybody's marking down the calendar until Sonny die. Well, you know, I, I hate to say this, but for my Republican friends, Every issue is a moral imperative, and for my Democratic friends, every problem is an existential threat to life. And I just don't know how you live like that. You gotta have a little bit more fun, but there you go. Well, with just over 60 days until the state primary, the uh, Forestry Association, uh, their political arm, came out with a, a preliminary, well not, with, with a poll from McLaughlin and Associates, and uh, there were surprises, surprises, Angie. There were. So uh, for those of you who don't know, McLaughlin is the standard bearer for polling in the United States in political races. Um, he gets it right more than anybody else um, and, and has been sort of the standard bearer that every pollster wants to be. I would say that McLaughlin is the Michael Jordan of polling. And, uh, you know, he polled this statewide race in Alabama and showed that uh, Mo Brooks looks like he is on the road to a rousing defeat. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty bad, Susan, for Mo Brooks. I mean, you know, the guy was at about 40 points and now he's down to 17 points. And it looks like Katie Britt mm -hmm. and uh, Mike Durant are really head, 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 neck and neck. Uh, Durant polled in at 33%. Katie Britt just under that at 32%. Uh, that's within the margin of error there. It is within the margin of error, which we've expected all along among the three candidates uh, is the margin of error. But I have to think 
the probably Brooks's people that are falling off are going to Durant. That's kind of what it's looking like to me in the poll, but I could be wrong. However, we do have a large chunk of still undecided in that, that race. Josh, one of the things I think you pointed out very astute, astutely in your uh, report on this is the uh, favorables, unfavorables. That's always a good place to look for how the candidates are doing. Yeah, uh, Durant's favorables were really, really surprising. And, and actually, his uh, the fact that his unfavorable rating was so low, I want to say it was 13%, if I'm not mistaken, right. which is mm -hmm. which is really a, a nice spread if you're this late in the race. And it means that nobody's really attacked the guy. Uh, you know, they yeah. have not run the ads on him. Uh, and I think they may have missed their shot on, on some of these uh, to actually go after Mike Durant. Uh, because it, I mean, I don't know if you can turn that around in such a short period of time. Uh, that, you know, the saturation of ads that he's had, which I think have annoyed a lot of people that follow this stuff on a day-to-day -day basis, but it seems to be very effective with the average voter, according to this poll. Uh, Angie, that's a very good point. You know, the Club for Growth has spent millions of dollars attacking <coughs> Katie Brett. Uh, there have been plenty of attacks on Mo Brooks. Nobody's touched Mike Durant. Do you think that's coming? I do, but I think that that's the story out of this poll, right? Is that they, Club for Growth has thrown millions of dollars at Katie Brett, calling her everything but a child of God. And she is still, you know, in the lead. Um, and so I think that that shows you that Katie's support is very, very deep. The Durant support is people who don't know anything about him other than the millions he's put out about himself. I think you'll see that change now. I think you'll see the Brooks people start going after Durant. I think you'll see Club for Growth start going after Durant. And then I think what will happen then is those numbers will drive down. Katie's numbers are going as low as they've gone because everybody's thrown everything at Katie Brett and she's been able to withstand that for the leader that she is. So uh, I think you'll see her numbers stay where they are and I think you'll see uh, Mo and Durant start going after each other. I mean, Susan, is there a point where people recognize that, that Mike Durant denied his sister's uh, uh, statements of incest, even though his father admitted to incestuous relationship with his sister, Mike Durant, lied about it, lied about his father. Mm -hmm. uh, did, did, did that catch on to people actually begin to look at him and say, this guy de 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 defended his father who raped his sister? Right. And I think once you get that out to women, if, if, if the, the Brit and, and Brooks campaigns can actually get that to the women of Alabama, you will see a firestorm go against Mike Durant. But it's just a matter of getting the message to the women. I, I think that's true. I, 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 this thing, though, uh, the, the, you look at how much money has been spent. I mean, according to media buying, $14 million, Angie, has been spent on this Senate race already. Yeah, and I think what's so interesting about that number is that of the in-state Alabama money, that's pretty much your pro-Katie Britt campaign ads that just show the Katie Britt campaign. But when you look at the massive percentage of this money that's being spent by D.C. swamp packs, when you're looking at things like the Club for Growth Pack has spent millions of dollars to attack candidates in this race, they're not even from here. So this isn't majority Alabama money. And I think that that's the story that comes out is that these you know, people like Club for Growth have spent millions and millions of dollars on their high horses in D.C. trying to figure out what us rednecks down here respond to. And it turns out they've wasted several million dollars. 
Josh, there's really not a, a Democrat in the race. Uh, so you, you really don't have a candidate in there, but uh, can you imagine a Democrat with $14 million to spend? <laughs> Where do you spend it? <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, listen, that, that's a lot of cash for a, uh, for a Senate seat, uh, you know, and, and there's going to be more to come. I would imagine, I, you know, just guessing, I would guess they'll probably double that over the next well, uh, few weeks here because it's, I mean, they're going to start buying up ads left and right. And all of them, yeah. uh, except for Mo, have, have a lot of money. Uh, so, you know, I, it's, I, I mean, there's so much money in this. There's so much money. And, I know. you know, I think it distorts so much of, of what we're trying to do uh, as a government when you have that much money flowing into, the, into a single race like this. Yeah, well, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. I'm Donald Trump and I love Alabama. As many of you know, there are a few issues facing our nation as important as election integrity and election fraud. This is why the people of the great state of Alabama must work together to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. So get out, register to vote, and get a photo ID so you can make your voice heard and decide the future of our great country. Thank you. Welcome back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. Josh, uh, the the same poll by McLaughlin and Associates uh, showed uh, Governor Kay Ivey in a commanding lead over her opponents. I mean, it's almost embarrassing, uh, an embarrassment of riches, maybe we would say, that she is doing so well when these other people are working hard and spending money. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, Kay Ivey figured out uh, a long time ago the formula for being a successful governor in Alabama, which is just stay out of the way. Uh, just stay off camera. Uh, stay as quiet as you can possibly stay. Don't have a mistress anywhere that's swinging from a chandelier. Uh, you know, all <laughs> that. And, uh, everything's okay, I think. Uh, Angie, you know, you, 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 you've run governor's races before. I think Governor Ivey's doing the right thing. She's just running her game and she's not paying attention to the competition. Sure, look, so to use a football analogy, our favorite sport here, she's in the SEC. She doesn't care what the Gulf Coast Conference is doing, right? And so when you look at the fact that she's polling around 60%, having spent a quarter of the money that Linda Blanchard has spent, and, uh, and the same with Tim James, they're just not getting anywhere. So I think the conversation that has to happen now in those campaigns, um, and, and this is speaking from a campaign consultant, this is the time you sit down with your candidates and you say, we tried, yeah. but we're, yeah. we're not going anywhere and it's irresponsible and borderline immoral for me to spend any more of your money because this isn't going yeah. anywhere. You know, and are there, Susan, that many people that are willing to walk away from the type of money, especially that Lindy Blanchard's spending? I don't think so. I mean, Angie is a, a very good, honest campaign consultant in that she will tell her, uh, she will tell her candidate 
exactly here's the way it is whether you like it or not but there's so much money as we were talking about in the advertising part of that uh, there's so much money in these campaigns it's going to be hard for a lot of these people to walk away from from that much money. I mean, Josh, let's be honest. Uh, uh, that's a that's a lot of money. And these candidates are in there for sincere reasons. And they always think, well, if I just do one more thing, if I just get this break, you know, blah, 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 we're going to come through. But th that's not the way the real world works. No, no. And it's and it's a little bit like, a you know, a gambler's mentality where, you know, mm -hmm. the next one is going to be the one that hits, you know. And so I just got to listen. I've exactly. lost this, but I've got to keep throwing the money after it. You know, I've got to keep throwing yeah. the money after this. And, uh, you know, I, and, and you're right. It's It would be wise for, I think, some of these folks to say, listen, we, there are better places in the world for you to spend your money, especially in uh, in Lindy Blanchard's case. You know, she does a lot of great work mm -hmm. with that charity around the world with, with kids. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think maybe maybe just take the money and send it to some of those folks and, uh, you know, because I, I don't think it's going to happen. And, and, and let me say this, for, for consultants, most consultants will sit down with their candidates at some point with the writings on the wall and say, you know, this is what happens because it's your reputation that goes forth from this, right? And so, um, you know, I'm not the only one that sits down and has difficult conversations with my candidates when there's not a path to victory. That is a very yeah. commonplace thing in my industry is you sit down at some point and you say, it's not a, you know, it's not a wise thing to spend more money. It's not a wise thing yeah. to continue this. And so yeah. I'm not, I'm not a unicorn. That is a common practice in my industry. Okay. And at this point with Lindy Blanchard, she's got a lot of name recognition now. She can divert that money to something more positive, say a think tank in the state or whatever, and, and use that to still be involved, yep. but put it in a different way. I don't, I don't know what Tim James would do, but I love him to pieces. But but Tim James is going to be here, and he's going to he's going to speak his mind as he always has. I want to turn to what is I consider the oh, scariest race that we have in Alabama right now. And uh, <coughs> that is Secretary of State. Jim Ziegler, according to this poll, is polling at 25.8%, which is not great, but he's 10 points ahead of the field. And, and basically, Josh, nobody knows who these candidates are. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, the one thing Jim Ziegler's got going for him is that he knows how to find a camera uh, and he loves them to death. and. He will involve himself and insert himself into any sort of situation that he can to get more publicity. Uh, and so right now, I think it's kind of like with, with Mo Brooks early on. Uh, you know, you, people were uh, polling high for Mo Brooks. The polls were high for Mo Brooks because people knew who he was. Yeah. Um, you know, and I yeah. think it's kind of the same way with Jim Ziegler. And yeah, if, if Wes Allen and some of these other people don't figure out a way to get themselves uh, some name recognition soon, what, whatever they have to do, I don't know what that is, maybe oppose the toll bridge or something, uh, then I think they're going to have some trouble. Well, the problem with Jim Ziegler that people need to understand is as Secretary of State, he will still seek the camera. He's not serious about the office. I mean, he's been auditor, you know, for however long. And basically, you go in and count chairs yep. if you do that. And so Secretary of State is a very serious office in our state. It, it manages our voting in the state. As we know, that's very important, especially here, to make sure it's right. Well, it, it just seems like a, a, a terrible situation that our state's well, in. I, well, let me, let me say this. And a spirit of full disclosure, I am Wes Allen's political consultant, have been for years. <clears throat> um, but, but I'll say this. Jim Ziegler has been on the ballot for 40 years and is sitting at 25%. This is Wes Allen's first statewide race. 
and grassroots alone have gotten him to 13%. Once he begins his statewide campaign, statewide media and broad media campaign, I think you're going to see those numbers flip. Wes Allen is the most qualified and the only one above single digits. This is I not a paid. This is not a paid political. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, I want to. I want to just say that uh, you know it, it, it's it's really kind of scary right now with that run. You know, uh, the other thing that came out of the McLaughlin poll is top issues for Alabama Republicans, and uh, not surprising, it's economics. That's the main thing: cost of living, inflation. But I was surprised that masks are no longer a big deal, and yet we've got people out here still screaming about masks, and Josh, the Republican Party doesn't seem to care about masks anymore. They've given up on them, and, but they keep yakking about it. Lawmakers do. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what the trucker convoy is protesting. I mean, they're still running right. around D.C., and, and I still don't know what they're protesting, and nobody can really articulate that. And uh, yeah, it's you know we we've done away with masks for quite some time. I mean, I was never I was never a fan of masks. I understood them and I wore one, uh, you know, for for quite some time. But it just you know this hadn't been a thing here in a long time. I don't know what people are still complaining about. Well, and it's not a thing with the voters. Uh, they're more worried about inflation. They're more worried about uh, even their social security. Mm -hmm. But that's where we are i mean this is this is the state of the republican party in alabama they're not even worried about transgender or and crt in school but we keep seeing that push but there you go we're gonna have to leave it right there you're watching the v the voice of alabama politics we'll be right back You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Alabama politics. <clears throat> a report by the Washington Examiner, they spoke with former President Donald Trump, and Josh, you wrote about this. Uh, the former president seems to be soured on Mo Brooks and is thinking about unendorsing him. Yeah, he, um, you know, this is not a surprise. I think there have been a lot of rumors uh, out there and, and a lot of things kind of floated over the last few uh, months about uh, him souring on Mo Brooks. And that, um, you know, I, I, they finally got him, the Washington Examiner finally got him on the phone and got him in a conversation about it. And he said, admitted, yeah, that he's, he's having some problems. He had some problems, as everybody reported, uh, with the comments that Brooks made at the rally in Coleman. Uh, about you know moving on from the 2020 election, which was the only sound advice Mo Brooks has ever given anybody, as far as I know. Uh, but the pre the former president had a uh, had it took issue with that, and he's now questioning whether or not Mo is still devoted to him. 
uh, as fully as he once was and said if he, you know, you endorse somebody based on principle and if those principles change, then, you know, you can change your endorsement. And so, you know, he didn't come out and say he was going to dump him, but it certainly sounds like he's headed that way. Susan, I mean, why wouldn't he? Why does Donald, why would Donald Trump want to be a three-time loser in Alabama? I don't, that's where it's headed. I, I don't know. I mean, because it's obviously the Brooks numbers are going down. It's obviously that, you know, Katie, Brent, and Durant are going up. Why not switch horses here? Right, right. Angie, uh, look, I know you know more about campaigns than any of us. But it, to me, I know I've talked to people from down in Mar-a-Lago country, and they say that Trump does not like Durant, called him a nasty man when he heard about what he did to his sister, and also says he's a John McCain Republican, which is not real popular with the president's base. I mean, why doesn't the president just come out and say that Durant's a loser, so's Bo Brooks, let's go with Katie Britt a winner. Well, I, I think we're getting there. So if you look at what the president said this week on the record to journalists, he said, I'm disappointed in Mo Brooks. He said uh, he wasn't, you know, he indicated he didn't know if Mo Brooks was the right choice, um, certainly indicated he was having a level of buyer's remorse. So whether or not he officially switches horses or not, he, the president, Trump, has sent the signal that he no longer really cares for Mo Brooks. I think the most interesting part of that story because none of that was a surprise to anybody, but apparently Mo Brooks, who responded in that story with feigning some sort of shock of all of this, when this has all been reported since the moment he got booed at the rally in Coleman six months ago. Right. So, right. you know, this whole thing is political theater. The problem is nobody gave Mo the playbook. And so, yeah. you know, he keeps changing internal staffs. He keeps changing campaign staffs. Um, and I think he's trying to find the, the playbook. And the train's left the station, man. The play's going on without you. Yeah, and his favorabilities, as, as we've shown, are just in the toilet. People just do not like Mo Brooks. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and Donald Trump backed Luther Strange. He lost. He backed Roy Moore. Roy? He lost. It is if, he, if he stays with uh, Brooks, Brooks he's going to lose. And I think the thing that we really need to hear from Mar-a-Lago is what do they think about Duran? Because I hear it's very negative. Anyway, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Hey, Josh, I know you're going to be excited about this. <laughs> uh, Arthur Orr, who seems to have gone right of Attila the Hun for some reason. I think he's running for higher office. Of course he is. But he has a bill that uh, would would say that a patient can ask for any type of COVID medication they want and a doctor, a pharmacist, a nursing home, they all gotta give, give them whatever medicine they want. Yeah, or risk their license in, in doing so. Uh, yeah, you know, so listen, I hear that uh, Xanax and Oxycontin are really <laughs> effective on COVID. Uh, and listen, I, you know what? I think that they would treat that. And so you, as my doctor, must now give that to me under this law. What are we doing? <laughs> I mean, what, I are don't we, know. What, what are we doing? I don't, why are we keep, this is like the fourth bill this session where the legislature has inserted themselves between doctors and patients. And just stop, okay? But, There's a reason, and, oh, oh, what? What in the world? You agree with you can't say it out loud, so you had to write it down. <laughs> I don't, just there's a reason they go to medical school. There's a reason why they spend all that money and take all that time to go to medical school. And there's the reason why they make the decisions on these things. Just stop it. 
And once again, they're they're in a rush to get a bill through that these little boys that just have to have their way about something, regardless of the consequences, go in and put in an open-ended bill. And like you say, you know, well, I think Oxycontin would be the perfect thing for my COVID. Yeah. Well, you don't even have I, to have COVID. You just have to believe that whatever it is would prevent your COVID. So. So, um, and it, it can be any FDA approved medication as long as you're willing to sign a piece of paper that says, I think this would prevent COVID. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm seeing visions of, you know, Dr. Feelgood's plain, uh, pain management clinic and COVID prevention, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, well, listen, there are marijuana derivatives that are FDA approved out there. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I can just every... see that, you know, local meth head walking into the hospital going, I need 100 Oxy right now. And if you don't give it to me, you lose your license. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, if, there ever was a, if there ever was a time to, to build a stop and drop, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. We, can, we can get that done. <clears throat> well, I was hoping to give you all nothing to argue about today, and I'm not sure that I am. But... The new, the, the, you know, we're going to get this bill through on uh, divisive concepts, and there's a lot of divisive concepts out there, and and they, they go way beyond the uh, the uh, what Ed Oliver's pushing out there. But one of the things that I thought was interesting that Mr. Oliver said that he's worried about communism and socialism and Marxism and them grooming our children and <coughs> excuse me, indoctrinating them. Mm. Yes, Josh. yes, and indoctrination of, of children that's happening all over Alabama. Listen, if you think that these things are occurring with Alabama teachers and Alabama schools, or, you know, for the most part, in, in pretty much any school system, any public school system out there, with these teachers, with these public school teachers that go to work every day and teach these kids and help raise your children, that you send them to school and trust with your children every day. If you think this is happening with them, then you don't know very many of them. Because you run this past somebody who actually knows teachers, and you ask them, even if they believe it, you say, oh, well, you know some teachers. Do they do this? Oh, well, no, not the ones I know. But, I mean, All right. it's nonsensical. It's just idiotic. Well, unfortunately, Josh just filibustered the remaining time. So we're going to have to leave it right there. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them. He's going to pay for it.